You know what time it is. It's time for an economic update with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Welcome. Hey, happy Monday. How happy are you? Happy Monday. It's great to see it. You know, uh, we had economics classes in school and growing up, you know, it's a thing. And when you when the newspaper would come out, there'd be, you know, articles about the economy. And you're kind of more just concerned with your paycheck and just kind of getting by. Like stuff that happened up here didn't really affect you that much directly. Or if it did, maybe it'd be over the next decade or something. Or it was a 2% up or down. It was kind of just conversation for people mm-hmm. that you didn't really care about that they would argue about off to the side, you know, global uh, economists and things. Now we're at a place where things are happening at this level. They impact us directly and quickly. It, you've kind of gone from being like kind of the, you know, the abacus guy, the slide rule guy, you know, and to like the most important voice in the conversation. And your economists are now cool. You're not like your grandpa's economist. This is like <laughs> double PhD stuff. You bring a, a cool factor to it, but you become more necessary and relevant than any economist in the past. <laughs> well, People actually care about what you're saying now. This is awesome. Would it change your perception of me if I did have an abacus in my back pocket? (laughs) Actually, I don't even know what an abacus is. So what is it in my back pocket? It it would have to unfold. You know, it's got the little beads you slide around and the Chinese use it to add and subtract. I don't think think they do it anymore. They're not trying to, you know, become global rulers using abacuses. abacuses. But I think they still know how. It's like an old typewriter. You got to know how it works. True. Okay. Well, <laughs> he's like, where do I go from I here? Still, if I show up seeing you next time and I have an abacus, question is, will you still think I'm cool? I mean, there you go. I, that's the question. It would make you abacuses are they're so out now. It would it would just make you mysterious. Oh, and so that's kind of a good thing, you know. Yeah. But but you do you got the you got the the, the two PhDs you have it, it, in theology and then economics, you know, in global banks, central banks, and and, and finance. It, it all jokes aside, people who weren't concerned about what people like you th- had to say right. are, are there's yeah. one. There it is. Oh, there we go. They they are leaning into that information right now because it is important. Yep. You know, we just celebrated yeah. uh, my wife's uh, grandmother's hundredth uh, birthday years, and, and you know, it, and you have these thoughts because a lot of people come and visit. And you're like, you know, the blessing is she and Stacy's grandpa were diligent. And saved and planned, and she's been able. She hasn't outlived her her money. Yeah, you know, and right. she's not rich or high on the hog, but she's budgeted it out, and she yeah. had enough money to. A lot of people couldn't live to one hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a sad thing in our society. Like, like this information though is very relevant for all of us. Well, it's a, it's a incredibly relevant, and you know, we've known each other for a long time, mm-hmm. decades, right? Yep. And uh, we had a conversation once about your goals for marriage and how long, how long do you and Stacy plan on being, what's your goal as to how long you're going to be married? 80 years. Yep. Whoop, 80 years. Whoop, whoop, we, we even have a little, a little wine glass that her grandparents had at their 50th. We've had it for years. And on our anniversary, you know, we, we, we like toast with this little wine glass that was at their 50th is like a, a prophetic declaration you know, of, yeah. of 50 and that seemed like a long time, but now we're at 30. So 50 is not a big, huge, no, big marker, big but, deal. Yeah. But, but our goal is to be married 80. That's right. 80 years right. of marriage. So there's confidence in there that you love each other and you're going to be, you're going to be around for a long time, right? That's right. That she'll be able to keep laughing yeah. at my dumb jokes. <laughs> yeah. They're not dumb. They're really good. You've got to. So the, the, the point I'm, I'm, I'm making here is when you have that kind of a confidence in this long-term future, 
How does that make you treat each other? Oh, like constantly even wanting to get better. You know, it's like, I look at it as this is long-term. How can I even get better in this marriage so that it lasts? Obviously, you want it to not just be married. You want it to be like fairy tale, incredible, the best, thriving. Yeah. So let's say let's say that you knew that uh, you had zero confidence and and the marriage was over in two weeks. How would that make you change how you treat each other? We probably wouldn't get into deep conversation about how do you feel about this or what can I do no. to to. We wouldn't be talking your, about the future. No, you wouldn't be talking about the future. No, you wouldn't. So confidence in future expectations changes how you act and how you do things. It, it just does. Yep. It's human nature. Same thing in the financial markets. And on Friday. Um, consumer confidence um, index came out. So look at this. Um, so you see, you see that big kind of digger in 2020 with that little gray line behind it. That's COVID, right? Okay. Yep. So nobody was working. It, it stunk, right? And it last seemed like it lasted forever. Well, if you look at it now, you know, COVID kind of stopped a little bit, and then it hit another peak, and then it started to come down again. So. Where are we now? We're almost to the point of where we were at the end of COVID, right? Wow. So this is domestic. This is just the U.S. Consumer Confidence Index. But let's look at expectations, right? So so expectations about moving forward. This is a little bit different. This is the Consumer Confidence Index is a static snapshot of today. Okay. Expectations are, you, you ask another question, it's like, okay, stinks today. How do you think it's going to look in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that one shows people are thinking, ah, the future doesn't look too good because that's that yellow line at the bottom, right? So you've got the present situation. What's interesting about this one is, is the blue line is the present. That's the Consumer Confidence Index. The yellow one is their expectations. It's falling more rapidly than the consumer confidence is. So that tells me wow. that next month and the month after, you're going to get actually increasing declines. That's the word, increasing declines mm-hmm. in, in the consumer confidence index. Why does this matter, right? But actually, let's take it one more chart. Let's look at where it is globally, not just in America. Okay, this chart stinks. <laughs> wow, this is really bad. Consumer confidence from the OECD nation. So basically all the Western type economies, which would be Europe, Japan, you know, the, the more advanced ones in Asia, right? So, so this looks terrible. It's as low as it's ever been, right? The chart will actually have to go lower for them to actually measure future months. But look at the drop. It's, it's falling apart like, like nobody's business. But why, so why is it? Is because we've got inflationary pressures, we've got foodflation, where most of the world is is living um, hand to mouth every single month. Most of America actually is too. Most sure. of America is one or two missed paychecks away from filing bankruptcy. Right, the rest of the world is worse. And when you've got rising interest rates and the cost of borrowing comes up, it means people aren't going to spend as much. So when they spend, don't spend as much, stock market comes down. So when you've got this this consumer confidence. That's that's diminishing. What's that going to do for people's investments? They're not going to invest, right? Right. Why would you invest in Google or Tesla oh. or, or Amazon or whatever if you were putting your hard-earned retirement assets and then you thought, oh, 15, 20 years down the road, it's not going to be there. It's, right. it's I don't expect the economy to do well. What would you do? Well, you're not going to invest in it at all. Mm-hmm. But 
when your confidence is high and you've got an economy like let's use the Trump years or the Reagan years, lowering taxes, lowering interest rates and creating jobs. See, Reagan, Reagan's time frame had even more had political peace. Right. You had all of those things I just mentioned. Plus, Newt Gingrich had the contract with America. Democrats and Republicans are talking and getting along. Cold War was over. The Berlin Wall came down. We were just screaming fat and happy and our wallets were thick. Ripping, and, yeah. and, and that was 20 years of almost uninterrupted growth in the wow. 1980s and 1990s. Right. Coming from Reagan's eight years. It, it spanned presidents after that. Mm-hmm. So confidence does a lot to the markets. The fact that we're having these declining confidence levels means devastation coming for the stock and bond market, right? It, it means that I, I'm wondering if there's a study, and I don't know, um, if the consumer confidence is going to have an, a, an impact directly on the election coming up this fall, right? Because mm-hmm. if people, and I'm sure that it does, because it would just make sense, right? That if, if people don't think that the future looks good, they're going to want to make a change, Definitely. right? So, yeah. so this is where I think that consumer confidence, you know, index is very important, not just for finances, but for political and social dynamics of the country we're living in. So it's, it's crashing as the markets are crashing mm-hmm. and it's going to have almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of effect. It's like, I don't expect things are going to go good moving forward. Therefore, I'm not going to invest. And this will just intensify. This is a big leading indicator and it doesn't look pretty. So what I what I view that as stock market's going to continue to come down. The bond market's going to continue to just get shellacked. But but gold and silver, this is where there's hope. Yeah, um, exactly. Cyclical to normal market activity, meaning the worse things get, the more chaotic things are, the more more. Um, uncertainty is about the future, the better they perform. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so this is our, this is our chance as wise and prudent investors to take advantage of these markets and grow and thrive and be in the right place at the right time, the majority of the time. And our number one goal should be capital appreciation. Don't lose what you've worked so hard to accumulate over the, over the decades and over your lifetime. Right. Right. Number two goal would be growth. But with silver, you have both of them. Yes. And it's a very rare time in history ever that you can get the safest asset in the world also be the fastest growing. Because normally, if you want something that's high growth, you have to settle for high risk. If you want something that's low growth, you can have no risk. We've got the lowest risk asset in the world because of supply chain disruptions, low inventory, high demand. Mm-hmm. Right. But, and yet it happens to be the fastest growing. What a blessing. Seriously, what a it blessing. It is. It's unbelievable. So people can go to flyovergold.com. When you go there, it's a landing page. There's a lot of great information, videos you can watch. But when you scroll down, there's a place to fill out your information. When you fill out your information, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will give you a call. They're going to answer questions. They're going to walk you through this process. And it's absolutely free. So what should people expect with that consultation, Dr. Kirk? Some questions. We'll ask you some questions, right? It's it's a free consultation where where we can't advise you properly unless we know what your dreams are, right? So my scheduling team will ask you, it's like, hey, what was it that David and Stacey and Kirk talked about that caused you to want to reach out? Do you have IRAs? Do you have non-IRAs? You know, what is it that you want to protect? What's your goal? Mm -hmm. Then once we know that, they'll get on our calendar, mine or one of my advisors, 
and then we'll just talk about it because we want to make sure that your dreams are realized, but then we surpass them, right? Because this is what happens when you get out of something that's coming down into something that's this large of a bull market. I think it's the largest one that this generation will see. Wow. Um, we can surpass expectations and dreams because here's our dreams are generally small compared to what God's dreams for us are, right? So so we want to bridge that gap and be somewhere above what your dreams are for yourself and you know approaching what God's dreams for you were. And that just means sometimes we need accountability partners. We need people in our life um, to navigate through this with because we're stronger together than we are apart. Amen. And this is the goal of our firm is that relationship. I love Flyver it. Flyover family, make sure when you're looking at things and you're looking at options, uh, this is not the only place in the world that you can you can transition fake money into into tangible assets. But make sure that you're you're buying ounces. You can buy a one ounce coin. You can buy a ten ounce bar. You can buy a hundred ounce. You can buy a thousand ounce bar. But when you go to sell it, they're going to ask you an important question. How many ounces do you have? They don't care if it's a Jack Sparrow coin somebody found somewhere and all those other stories. You want to look at the price index and you're getting as much silver as possible mm -hmm. for the money you're spending. And number two, you want to be with somebody that's going to help you navigate this and doesn't charge you a commission to get back out of it. So mm -hmm. you're not paying a commission on the front and the back end that you can transition out of it in the future. That'll be really important. If you make it to the future, the whole reason for doing this is to get out of it and to be ahead. That's exactly right. So you can call 720-605-3900 or go to flyovergold.com. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belts, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't. You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you, even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.